Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. I just finished a podcast the other day on HOA bidding for the pool. I thought I would do one generally on commercial pools and if you should add some to your pool route and some of the pros and cons of a commercial swimming pool account. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So I'll start with some of the pros of bidding commercial pools, and that is that they can be really lucrative as far as the amount of money you can make on a commercial pool. The rate that you would charge to maintain a commercial pool, which is a public pool, this is a pool at a hotel, motel, apartment complex, HOA complex, YMCA, health club. The rates that you charge for a pool like this are higher than residential rates. And if you go two or three or four times a week, you can add up to a significant amount of money for your pool route. And you could really increase the range of income on your pool route by adding commercial pools. So the money is definitely there on the table for commercial accounts. You're going to make more money with a commercial account, pretty much guaranteed. However, I think that's the only positive that I can think of with a commercial pool is that it adds more money to your bottom line. And you're doing the same amount of work basically for more money when you're doing a residential pool. But there are a lot of caveats to commercial pools. The first one, like I mentioned in the previous podcast, you need to have your CPO or be licensed and certified by the health department in that area, the county that it's in. Either one of those should work. And you also want to have the maximum liability insurance for that particular line of work. So if you're going to do commercial accounts, you want to have the maximum liability insurance policy, which is $4 million total and $2 million per occurrence that would cover you for just about everything. So let me go over some reasons why you may not want to do commercial accounts or think about it really long and hard, and you may not want to mix residential and commercial. I think the most successful companies that do commercial accounts only do commercial service accounts because a lot of times you have to be on call. You're doing less pools for more money, so you don't have to really have the residential pools on your route if you do enough commercial accounts, and you're going to be available to service the pools more than once a week. Most of the time, commercial pools require at least three visits per month, per month, per week, and you'll be available for that if you only do commercial pools. So it's hard to mix commercial and residential pools together. So keep that in mind when you want to get into commercial accounts that you may have a hard time mixing both of those or holding residential pools and then having two or three commercial accounts. It's much harder to manage that way. So you may want to go all one way or all the other. That's why a lot of pool companies will either do residential or commercial and not mix both. Because it is a lot of running around sometimes for a commercial account. The nice thing about the commercial account is that you're going to be charging 
for the chemicals outside of the service. So this eliminates a lot of the problems we're having in, in the industry with inflation because you're going to charge the commercial account, basically the retail price of all the chemicals you're using there. You're bidding only for labor. I have a, a podcast where I recorded um, how to bid commercial accounts. You can refer to that one. To find that, just go to my website, swingprolearning.com on the banner click on the podcast icon and then in the search box just type commercial and then the one i recorded on bidding is there but you're going to bid the chemicals separate from the labor so you're charging per visit and then you're going to bill them at the end of the month for all the chemicals you use tablets chlorine acid any kind of phosphate removers whatever you put in that pool you're charging them for you're also charging them for the filter cleaning and most commercial pools, you're cleaning the filter a lot more often. If it's a D filter, much more often than a residential account. And if it's a sand filter, you're going to be backwashing it and maintaining it. So you're going to be charging for any kind of filter service on top of your monthly service or your labor charge plus chemicals. And that's important because that's where you make all the extra money because you're charging a higher labor rate for the commercial account and you're charging for all the chemicals separately. So it doesn't matter how much chlorine costs or how much tablets go up to they're paying for it and you don't have to worry about budgeting for that or including that into your monthly expenses because the commercial account pays for all the chemicals. So that's a plus, of course. Now, another minus is the time involved in the commercial accounts. They want you there at least three times a week, maybe more. And so you're going Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or maybe you're going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Depending on the account, they may want you there every day and you're charging for that. So the time constraint is a problem because if you're a single polar and you have to also manage residential pools and your repairs, you may have problems if the commercial account calls you to do something or go back over there for something, and it may be interfering with your regular schedule. So again, that's why most people just have one or the other, so they're available for the commercial accounts to go back at any time. Also, if you have commercial accounts, you probably want to have an employee either someone who rides with you or someone you can send out to those commercial accounts and you can kind of tag team it. You go one day, they go another day because vacation does come up and you have to take time off. And if you're just by yourself, you can't really do that effectively. You can't take a week off the commercial account. Someone has to be there to maintain that pool. And so you're on call all the time, kind of like a doctor. And it's one of those things that's a drawback if you're a single polar trying to do commercial accounts and residential accounts. So if you're going to do commercial pools, think about bringing on a helper and maybe build up several commercial pools so that you can work with that person on those commercial pools. If they need a day off, you can take that day that they're off and you can do that pool and vice versa. So it's very difficult for a single polar to maintain commercial accounts. If you're good with people, you may want to do the commercial service accounts because you're going to be talking to a lot of different managers, different people in the management company, and maybe homeowners and HOA management. And so if you're a people person and you're good with business skills and you like dealing with that kind of thing, then definitely go for it. Now, if you're someone who doesn't even like talking to your regular residential customers, you really don't have time for them, and you're really frustrated by someone who asks you questions or questions you're billing on a residential level, then you're probably not going to like a commercial account where the management is going to be asking you a lot of questions, details. They want you to explain everything you're doing, basically, or why you're charging you for this and that. 
why they need this and that. And so if you're not used to that, if you don't want to deal with that, then I would say you want to stay away from those commercial accounts for that reason. So there's much more involved in a commercial account when you want something done. Let's say the motor burns out and you want to get it replaced. Usually you contact the property manager or the person on site. They'll contact their boss. It'll go to another department and then they may or may not okay it. It may take some time. And things can get a little ugly when the motor's not working, of course, and so that's also a factor. Sometimes management companies are in no rush to get things done. A lot of times, they're not even in a rush to pay you for things, and you may have them be one or two months behind in their payment to you, and which would be a substantial amount of money because, again, you charge more for commercial accounts, and if you don't have the money coming in, you're losing a lot of money. And the same thing goes for repairs. When you do a repair, the money may not come for 30 days. They may have a 30-day payout on that particular company. And so you have to wait around for the money. So those are drawbacks you have to also consider is how fast you're going to get your money. Residential accounts, you get your money every month. If you put a new motor in, the customer will pay you that same day or that week or when you build them next time. Don't expect that on a lot of management companies, especially if they have a 30-day payout, which is a lot of them. So if you put the motor in on September 5th, let's say, or October 1st, you're not going to get paid until the following month after that, November 1st, or whenever they do their payouts. So be aware that it may even be up to 45 days to get your money in some cases, or even longer. Sometimes in HOA complexes, you may have someone who doesn't like the repair you did or questions your repair, and then the management company will have to actually put a hold on the check and then discuss it at the next meeting. So those things do come up once in a while in those cases also, but they're much rarer than not getting paid by a management company that's maintaining that commercial account. And sometimes you can see this when you take over the commercial account, the pool may have turned green or has a lot of algae, and you may be wondering, well, what happened to the other pool guy? He may have quit that service because they weren't paying him, and you just couldn't handle the fact he wasn't getting paid. So that happens a lot of times, especially if the management's really desperate to get someone to take over the pool, and they call you or you give them a bid, and they like they take your bid no matter what, and you have to question that because maybe they just want someone in there to do the pool, and they may not pay you in a timely fashion either. Commercial accounts offer an extra level of headache because they are pools that are going to be used by the community. If it's a community pool or the YMCA or an apartment complex or a motel or a hotel, many different people are going to use that pool. And the chances of something happening or having an incident increases with that. Also, the quality of the water is going to be a constant battle with that many different people swimming in the pool. I can tell you from experience, when I was doing commercial pools, I don't do any commercial pools currently. When I was doing commercial pools, there was a lot of things that I saw that makes me not want to use a public pool ever again. So when I go to a hotel, I never use the pool there for this reason. But people have their kids swimming in dirty diapers in the pool. There's people with open sores swimming in the pool. It's pretty gross, and you're going to have to deal with that. And the water quality issues I mentioned is that since you have so many bathers in there, they prop the gate open, they have all their friends come over and use the pool in the summer. You're going to have a hard time maintaining that pool in a lot of cases. One of the commercial accounts, I could never get clear. I don't think I ever saw the deep end of that pool. The health inspector was really cool about it. He wasn't really a big problem to me because that pool was just killed. It was in the middle of the courtyard. I think I mentioned this before. Surrounded by a three-story complex and right in the middle was the pool. 
And so that was it. That was all the entertainment they needed. And they definitely use that pool like crazy. So if you have any residential pools on your route that are heavily used, just kind of supersize that or put it on steroids, I should say. And that's kind of what commercial pools are going to be like. You're going to have a lot of usage. And if you have residential pools that are heavily used, you don't like that. You're not going to like commercial pools because they're going to be used even worse than that. And I think something that you should always be thinking of, and this is something that you never have to worry about with a residential pool is the county health department. And this could be good or bad. I mentioned that the health department that I dealt with, they were really chill. I never had any problems with the health inspectors. They were super friendly when I talked to them. That's not always the case, though, with the health inspectors. You may run into someone who is not super friendly, who doesn't like your service, doesn't like your readings, doesn't like how you're maintaining that commercial pool. And it may be really hard on you. They may close the pool on you, which is you know almost death when you're doing a commercial pool. Management doesn't like it. The residents don't like it. So if you get a pool closed by the health department, it looks really bad on your company and you don't want that to happen. And it's not really in your control sometimes. Sometimes you get a health inspector. That's really tough. I'll back up. And I did have an incident with one health inspector. This was for a mobile home park and the spa. He was obsessed with the pH in the spa. He wanted it between 7.2 and 7.6. And it was almost impossible to maintain that pH in there. So he would close the spa several times um, during the year on me and say that the pH was not balanced. I had a talk with the management. I explained the situation. They were okay with it. It's not a big, it wasn't a big deal to them. But for me, it was really frustrating and stressful to have the health department closing the spa on different occasions when they did their inspection because the pH was out of range. It was really irritating also because to me, I think the chlorine is a much bigger factor. The close the spa down because of the pH was kind of nitpicking in my opinion. So you have to deal with that also, that the health inspector is going to be watching, doing the readings, checking your logs, coming behind you basically to make sure the pool is safe because there is a standard in the county for that particular pool. You have to be really well-versed on it. It may differ from the CPO standards in the book. So make sure you read up on the maximum chlorine level and the ranges that the county requires you to maintain that pool Basically, the whole thing you're trying to avoid is someone getting sick from someone else. You want to make sure there's no bacteria and viruses in that particular water environment. And you don't want to be liable for anything like that. Neither does the management company that's running that complex. So you want to make sure that you maintain the pool and spa as best you can. And the health department is there behind you to make sure you're doing your job, that the pool is safe. Almost like when you go to a restaurant, at least in L.A. County, they have the grade posted in the window Same concept with the pool. Nobody wants to get sick eating out and nobody wants to get sick swimming in a commercial pool. So I think commercial pools do have their benefits because of the extra income they can generate. If you had two of these on your route and you're getting, you know, an extra two or three thousand a month from these pools, these two pools or these two complexes, I think that really moves the needle in your business. Let's just say you're getting three thousand a month extra from two commercial pools or two commercial complexes who may have maybe more than one pool or a kiddie pool and a spa, then you're adding $36,000 a year to your service by these two accounts, which is significantly a lot of residential pools you would have to have on your route. So definitely look into doing commercial pools if the money is right for you, if the time constraints aren't a problem or the headaches or the health department or dealing with management isn't an issue for you. They can be very lucrative. So I wouldn't say not to do commercial pools. I did them in the past. 
I enjoyed him to some extent. I didn't like all the things I talked about here that goes with the commercial pools. I did like the extra money, of course, of doing commercial pools. But you have to kind of be the kind of person that can take the good with the bad. And if you can handle it, you may want to cut back on your residential pools substantially and then start building a commercial pool service route where you just kind of do apartments, hotels, HOA communities, YMCAs, things of that nature. And you can build a pretty lucrative business with commercial service accounts. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of money out there for that. I just want to caution you on juggling both kinds, residential and commercial together. It's much more difficult to do a full residential route with two or three commercial pools attached to that. Again, if you're looking for more podcasts on commercial pools, just go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. In the search box, just type the word commercial. And all the commercial pool podcasts that I recorded here should come up there and you can listen to those at your leisure. If you're interested in my coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.